All right, let's get this thing started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the NWA Powerhouse Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Trevor Shelby, and today we are going to be covering quite a bit about NWA Power and what we think of it so far. Now, first of all, I would like to say that this podcast is going to be probably irregular. Probably, we'll probably do weekly for a while, and we'll see what we where we go with it from here. NWA Power, they just concluded their first season, so we're going to talk about a lot of the first season in this episode. Uh, we're going to kind of go over what we did enjoy, what we maybe not did not enjoy about the season. A lot of the things we're going to cover is the show in general, the upcoming pay-per-view, Into the Fire. Let's talk about Week 9 episode that just aired just a few days ago. And we could talk about also the history of the Rock and Roll Express. So, NWA Power, if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly suggest you do. The first episodes, or actually all the episodes, could be found on either YouTube, find it on Facebook. I think they even tweeted out like links. Check out Fight, uh, the Fight app. I think everything is on there as well. And that's where they're going to be airing their pay-per-view. So if you haven't ordered it yet, you know, you're going to be paying a higher price than everybody else. Mainly because they you missed the introductory price. Uh, that ended yesterday. Uh, I, was, I made sure I got in uh, early on that. Uh, it was a pretty good deal. So, Into the Fire. Uh, that's the next pay-per-view coming out December 14th. Like I said, check it out on Fight TV. Get your pre-orders in. Uh, you don't want to miss this, but they got a really good card coming up. And we'll talk more about that very soon. But first, I would like to talk about NWA Power, the actual show. So let's uh, kind of go over what it is and uh, what you should expect as a fan. So, NWA Power is a studio wrestling environment. That means this is done in a TV studio. you got a studio audience. Imagine, if you would, the uh, set of The Price is Right, like the whole audience there. And you know how people can shout out on that show, like, you know, if people are trying to come up with the different prices. People can, you can hear single people very well. Well, in this show, uh, you can hear just about anybody shout out anything at the at any of the wrestlers uh, during interviews uh, yeah just about any moment uh, during interviews during um the matches it's it's quite humorous it's added an extra element of professional wrestling that i haven't ever seen in my lifetime and i'm enjoying it i really am the first uh seven episodes i think were amazing and we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. Like I said, this is a studio environment. One thing that makes this, I think, a lot of fun is the fact that the crowd is so into this. They they do this show right by getting a crowd that is... Um, they, they seem like they're very well versed in this, this NWA current universe. And, you know, these guys, they're going... You know, they're going crazy, uh, especially for what they've been put through. A lot of these shows, I think I think the first season was taped in a couple-day taping uh, that they did a few uh, months ago. So you, can you imagine this crowd has probably been sitting there for hours and hours watching match after match after match after match. And 
they may not necessarily, you know, completely understand how everything's playing out, but they do get to see, you know, a lot of the interviews and a lot of the matches. Another thing that I really enjoy about the NWA Power is the commentators. Uh, Jim Cornette, despite what happened, he was really good on uh, on the commentating team. You know, I I felt like he was a needed presence, and it's a shame that things played out the way they did. I think there was fault on both sides of all this. I think that things could have been edited out. I think that maybe things shouldn't have been said. We're not really going to get into that. We're not going to get into the politics of Jim Cornette. Uh, that just really kind of takes away from the show. And I think that's a shame because the show is really amazing. It's sad that someone on the corporate side of things messed up. It's sad that somebody on the talent side of things messed up. And I think that it takes away from what this show really is. And it's about giving something new to the fans. And that's all I've wanted in professional wrestling in the last 10 years, at least. I want something different. I want different camera angles. I want different entrances. I want something just different. The style of professional wrestling, uh, if you look at WWE, TNA, WCW, if you looked at how everything's been done in the last 20, 30-year history, it's pretty simple and same. I really like the way the NWA is so different. So, with that being said, the editing of the show was stellar. In the beginning of the season, I will say that things got a little dicey at episode eight when they did a recap episode. It was a little odd. Um, a recap after eight episodes, you know, each episode's only like 45 minutes, so it's really weird that they would have some kind of weird recap. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing ever. It just kind of kind of threw me out of the element of the show. I also think episode 9, which I believe, I think, yeah, episode 9 was the season finale of this series, and it was edited weird. It's almost like they ran out of content, I think. I, I don't know. And but and I say that, but it's like they also have unaired matches that they revealed. So <laughs> I wish they would have just aired some of those matches so we could have gotten a little bit more of what was going on. I don't know. It's... It is what it is, but uh, something happened with the editing on those the last couple of episodes, and I just don't. I'm 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 a little worried about it. That's all I'm saying. So probably my favorite wrestlers on the show currently right now is going to be the champion Nick Aldis or Aldis. I always call him Altus for some reason. Aldis. Nick is incredible as a champion. He is like our generation's Ric Flair. I really feel that way. He, he gives that title meaning and it's it's pretty incredible that you know, he walks around like this championship is the best thing I could ever hold that any wrestler could ever hold and you're going to have to pry it from my hands to take it. And I really I stand by what I've said before. This he he puts more into that championship the way he does that than 
any WWE superstar has done in the last 10 years, hands down. Nobody walks around like like that. I mean, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's crazy. He he holds the belt as a champion should, and I think that other companies could probably look at that and maybe take a few notes from that. They could learn something here. Maybe put a little bit more, you know, depth to their titles. Probably my favorite tag team is going to be the Dawsons. They're, they're a great heel tag team. They're probably the most underrated tag team on the show. Whenever they come out, you just know you're going to get a good match out of them. I, I rated most of their matches at a six or above, which is pretty good for my ratings. So, yeah, I I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed everything that they did. And they make a really good heel tag team. They're, they're pretty good on the microphone. They're not the best, but they're definitely getting the exposure that they need. They're, get, they're learning. So this is... This is great platform for them, and I really see them kind of going forward as a really good heel tag team. My other fan favorite right now is going to be Eli Drake. He's got some real charisma. Um, he he kind of mirrors the champion in some ways, and I think they even addressed that on the show. Um I can definitely see him being kind of the next big thing in the NWA. Um, I, at least, you know, getting uh, some shots down the line. That would be great. He's definitely the embodiment of a very, very good wrestler. Um, he's great on the microphone. He is. He captures the crowd. He's got everything you want in somebody that could be a champion. So I think that's amazing. We got our co-host, Mr. Minion, joining us right now. He's my wonderful dog here. If you guys could see him, you'd think he's so cute with his little mohawk. And he's shaking away. All right. So let's go ahead and do a week nine review. Kind of talk about some of the things that happened on week nine. Some of the things that I thought maybe were kind of weird editing. You know. Uh, I think a lot of this, I don't know if they planned very well how things were going to play out on NWA Power. And, you know, it's hard to it's hard to tell that, okay, I don't know if they planned on the question mark being as over with the crowd and with the fans as he is right now. So things like that can really alter how you want to do your pay-per-view. So that means, I mean, you've already done your filming. So... You're either stuck with what you filmed or you're going to have to make some changes down the line. And I think that a lot of those changes uh, maybe maybe made this, this editing a little weird. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you know, this, this week we started out with Aaron Stevens and Ricky Starks. Um, you know, I think Aaron is another great acquisition by the NWA. He's kind of come out of left field. Um, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And um, his 
his uh, presence in the ring and his kind of story with the question mark has been a lot of fun. It's been the comedy that you need in the show, like a show like this. Uh, and it's proper comedy. It's not, it's not stupid wrestling comedy that uh, makes no sense. This is, this is proper. They're a tag team or whatever. I don't, I don't really know. They've got some kind of chemistry going on and uh, they, the question mark has been, interfering and helping Aaron wins a lot of these matches. So, and that's what happened here. The question mark interfered. Aaron gets the win. I gave this match a a three out of 10. It's not the greatest match, but it was fun to watch. It wasn't bad. It was, it was well put together. It's about what I would say an average, um, you know, match like short match like this would, would get, uh, the right after that we get the first uh James Storm kitchen interview and we learn a few things during this interview um this is one of the weird editing decisions and it's cuz this this interview or shoot or whatever comes from his home and he looks a little different because you know months have gone by he's since shaved down his beard some so when we're looking at clips going back and forth, his beard goes from large to small. Um, and he cuts a pretty decent promo in the uh, in uh, in his kitchen. And then he talks about these matches that are unaired that he was a part of. And it's kind of a big conspiracy that they're not going to air them. And although, and they, they show little clips of them. I, for one, would love to see those matches. I know that they're probably, I think, I think it was suggested on Twitter or it was, they might have released those. It might be on YouTube. You might be able to go back and watch those, but man, it'd be great if they were part of the episodes because this episode was lacking in professional wrestling. And so it was a, the episode before. It had almost zero. It had a one kind of a dark match that we watched. So, yeah. it. Uh, it I think this show could have used that. I, I don't know why they, they would exclude it. You know, I, I, according to this, you know, they've, they've done it for storyline purposes. But, man, that, that kind of sucks. So... Uh, we, after that interview, we get, Melina comes out for an interview. She almost gets in a fight with Ashley Vox. Melina walks away. Then Allison Kay and Thunder Rosa beats the snot out of the champ. That was pretty good. That was about what I expect for this buildup for this pay-per-view. So not bad. Um, everything with the women's title right now, uh, the women's championship, I, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed, um, I've, you know, being a new fan to the NWA, uh, being introduced to these ladies, uh, there's been, um, I've become big fans of all of them. Uh, they're, you know, just about all these wrestlers, but, uh, the women in particular, they got a really good women's division building. And I really hope that things take off, uh, very well here in the NWA. Let's take a quick break and uh, get a message from our sponsor. I am buff and I'm the stuff, but everybody needs to listen. 
I am Buff Bagwell telling you to watch out for TNT, the Monday Night Wars on YouTube. These guys are aces in picking winners of Raw and Nitro each week. So tune in every Monday night at 5 p.m. Trevor Shelby, Thomas Kennedy, and are my biggest fans, bro. That's huge to me. That means a lot to me, so thank you for that. And I know you're going to love their show, so check it out. Remember, TNT, Monday Night Wars, YouTube, Buff Daddy out. Buff Daddy out. Oh, it was so great to get that from him. Uh, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thank you, Mr. Buff Bagwell, for that. All right, sorry about that. Had to put the dog out. All right. So, after that whole segment with Melina, we had the champ in his living room. Yeah. So, it's another at-home um, interview. He kind of explains a little bit about this unaired episodes, unaired, unaired matches, as... You know, James Storm wasn't even supposed to be in the matches. He put himself in them. Uh, this is why they didn't air. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I guess it's supposed to. So, you know, it is what it is. He cuts a pretty good promo. Not not bad. Uh, kind of uh, building up some, some heat for their upcoming match. I don't think it's perfect heat i think that it would have been better to see them kind of face off a little bit more uh in in the power episodes but you know they only have so many minutes uh in each episode so after this we get the uh, rock and roll express versus the wild cards uh, i really i really enjoyed this I do think it's a little weird that the Rock and Roll Express legitimately beat the Wild Cards. And I'm not hating on what they did. What I'm hating on is the way it happened. And I'm all for these guys becoming champions again. I'm all for these guys coming out. And showing, you know, that they still got it. But to do it legitimately over this young tag team that's former NWA champions now, it's kind of sad that, you know, that they, they, they had to lose their belts that way. And it, it kind of feels like a, a kind of a, a ratings grab, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I think it's cool that they won. We we sent out a little congratulatory tweet about it. Um, you know, it, it makes it a little weird coming up for the rematch at the pay-per-view. Uh, you know, if they were legitimately beaten, you know, do they, do they necessarily deserve to take the titles back i don't know uh, we'll talk about that more here in just a little bit but yeah nine time nwa tag team championships these guys in their 60s have taken it and 
you know, it was pretty cool seeing Jim Cornette go out there and celebrate with them. You know, it, it really kind of reminds you that these guys are not just a legendary tag team. They're a legendary tag team from the NWA, the OG 1980s the NWA. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah. So after this, we get a, we get another James Storm interview from the kitchen. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty interesting. And um, after the show ends, uh, we get a uh, we get information from our champion that Stu Bennett is joining them on commentary. Um, Stu Bennett played Bad News Barrett on WWE, so that I think is exciting. He is a excellent commentator. If you haven't had the pleasure to see him commentate, I definitely, definitely say you're you're not going to be disappointed at this coming pay per view. He's he's excellent. So he's going to bring his A game. So I really hope that uh, really hope that the fans are will well receive him. Um, I've noticed here of late a lot of NWA fans are very fickle. So we will see how he's received in this position, this very controversial position indeed. So with that being said uh, about the pay-per-view, let's kind of go over what our early predictions are for this pay-per-view. We've got, we're about a uh, less, little less than a week out. So this is uh, um, a little game that I like to call the Booker Man. <laughs> so, we're going to be the Booker Man. We're going to book this pay-per-view. I mean, it's already booked, but we're going to take all of these matches and we're going to book it out how we think it should go. So, let's let's kind of get down to it. So, let's start with Colt Cabana versus Ricky Starks versus Aaron Stevens. Now, I'm going to book this out with Aaron Stevens winning the championship. And I'll tell you why. I think Cole Cabana and Ken Anderson are a much better tag team together. And I think Aaron Stevens winning the championship, being able to gloat that over the crowd and then still having the question mark get over with the crowd more than Aaron, I think that would be great. Uh, Ricky Starks, I don't even... I mean, I like I like Ricky. I really do. But I don't see him being... Uh, I don't see him walking out with this either way. So this will either go Cole Cabana or Aaron Stevens, but I'm putting my money on Aaron Stevens. Uh, that's where uh, I see the story going there. Um, after that, we've got Trevor Murdoch versus the question mark. Now, I really like the question mark, but I'm going to have to go with a guy that shares the same name as me, Mr. Trevor Murdoch. So, yeah. Um, Trevor Murdoch, hands down on this one. Uh, the only way I see the question mark maybe winning this is if he has help. 
I don't see him legitimately beating Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch is in the NWA for one purpose, and that's to get a contract. That man is there to fight, and he almost beat the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. So, I mean, come on. Is is he going to get beat by the question mark? I, I, I think that, that cools off Trevor too much, and... I think the question mark can lose a match and still be over with the crowd. His his being over with the crowd isn't the fact that he's winning. It's the fact that he's hilarious. So, yeah. I That's the way I see it going. Now, let's talk about Ken Anderson versus Eli Drake. Um, like I said before, Eli is probably one of my favorite guys going forward right now. Uh, he's kind of my favorite mid card, I guess you would say. Um, Eli is, I, I, he would probably be my pick. Uh, if I had to pick right now, I'm picking Eli Drake. And that's mainly because, like I said before, I see Ken Anderson and Cole Cabana being better tag teams. I want to see them back together. They actually did really well together on the show. So, um, I, I would rather see that than anything else. Uh, now let's talk about this rematch with the Rock and Roll Express versus the Wild Cards. So this is for the Tag Team Championships. We've got the nine-time champions Rock and Roll Express who beat the Wild Cards on Episode 9. So do I necessarily see the Wild Cards picking this back up, getting their championship back? No, I don't. They legitimately lost to the Rock and Roll Express. I see the Rock and Roll Express once again showing that they got what it takes and they hold on to that championship. And then they're going to be not only nine-time champions and they won in this a pretty decent match, but then we have, you know, they're defending champions now. These guys are successfully defending champions. So now when they move on to somebody a little bit bigger that might take the titles from them, it'll mean a little bit more when they when they get the championship. Dawson's. <coughs> Dawson's. <coughs> Dawson's. Anyways, sorry, I got a cough there. So, <laughs> uh, after that, we got Ashley Vox and Allison K versus Melina. And she's going to pick a partner, either Thunder Rosa or Marty Bell. Now, nothing against Marty Bell, but I see Thunder Rosa as being the uh, the tag team partner there. And mainly because she is so over with the crowd, with the NWA. She's a legitimate fighter. She, she looks mean. She acts mean. And I, uh, I think she's probably one of the best things in the women's division with the NWA right now. Um, Ashley Vox, Allison Kay, I think this match will probably go on maybe in their, their favor. I don't know. This one's hard to call because Melina, you know, she just made her debut and usually, uh, in this kind of case, I would say that she would be, she would step up as, uh, the, the, uh, the winner in this. And, but I, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to see something happen and we'll have Ashley Vox and Allison K as the winners. 
and that may lead to um, a title match down the line um, between maybe Melina and Ashley Vox or maybe Thunder Rosa. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. That one's probably the hardest one in this whole lineup for me to call because I, I genuinely like everybody in this. Um, this is pretty much the bulk of the women's division fighting in one match, and so it's kind of like, you know, I don't even know where to go with this. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested in seeing where this goes. After that, we've got the main event of the night, which is Nick Aldis versus James Storm. Two out of three falls. You know, I would probably book this this way. James Storm takes the first fall, makes it look like, uh-oh, we got a new champion. Then Nick takes the next two falls. or Well, he next two wins, whatever you want to say. So, um, I think, uh, I think it'll be a good clean win. Maybe Tim is going to get involved in this somehow. I don't know. Um, I think James Storm would make an incredible champion, but I think it's too early to take away the championship away from Nick. It's, uh... I don't know. It's It just seems like too much. This show is really new at this point. And to change champions at this point seems seems a, a little shaky, a little difficult. I want to see... I would like to see uh, this championship mean a little bit more than what it's meant on other shows. Um, some things that I've talked about before uh, with uh, my uh, the other T in TNT Wrestling is that the this the NWA championship in the last 10 years has only changed hands like 10 times I mean like a handful of times really um, and that you know that's that's due to you know state of the company and and all that but it shows to me also that their champions you know can can actually um, hold this title for a little bit longer. It makes it a little bit more legit when someone else takes it. It's like, hey, you've held on to this title for a year. It's not my turn. I'm gonna take it from you. Um, yeah, I'm I'm genuinely excited to see how this plays out. Um, the WWE Championship last ten years has changed hands like forty friggin' times. It's ridiculous, um, and there's so many of them. I, I don't even, there's a universal champion, there's a SmackDown or whatever, there's, there's all kinds of champions over there, and it's confusing to me, they got a red belt and a blue belt, and a belt that looks like Bray Wyatt's stretched out monster face, I don't even know, I don't understand, and it's not because I'm stupid, it's just because they make it difficult, <laughs> but anyways, that's just me rambling though, but anyways, yeah, so that's I I see Nick taking the title or keeping the title and walking away with it. I would like to see you know, if if James doesn't get the first fall, I'd like to see Nick get it and then James get the the second fall. That way we could kind of see it go back and forth and then um and then Nick walk away with this. And I I 
actually like to see this be a clean win. Now, it's hard to believe that in 2019, we would be talking about the Rock and Roll Express being in the NWA Tag Team Championship pitcher. But here we are, the now nine-time NWA Tag Team Champions have been teaming together for over 30 years. In fact, they have been tagging since I was born in 1983. This is nothing short of amazing, especially considering that most tag teams today can hardly stay together for six months, more than 36 years. Today, we're celebrating their historic win with some crazy facts about the Rock and Roll Express. Um, they're not they're not that crazy, but you know, uh, <laughs> I uh, I did a little bit of research on the Rock and Roll Express after their win. I just wanted to look up and see. Uh, if there was anything, you know, that I didn't know about them. And there was quite a bit. Um, on our other show, if you check out TNT Wrestling, the Monday Night Wars, we've been going through each week of the Monday Night Wars. And I was interested in seeing what role the Rock and Roll Express played in the, the Monday Night Wars. We haven't seen them yet on our show, but apparently we're going to be seeing them very shortly. So... We're just about to start the 1996 season, I'm, I'm going to call it, I guess. Uh, we're, we're about to hit January of 1996. And in August of 1996, that's where we see the Rock and Roll Express make their return to WCW Monday Nitro. They are going to lose to the WCW cha Tag Team Champions, who at this time was Harlem Heat. Uh, their next appearance came weeks later in a uh, renewal of an old rivalry where they faced Ric Flair and Arn Anderson on Nitro. Uh, see, they also were at the WCW Worldwide tapings uh, where they got one of their first victories during their comeback when they beat High Voltage. They, after that, appeared here or there on you know WCW Saturday Night or... Um, I guess maybe even uh, WCW Pro, which was a short-lived thing there. Uh, they did the they faced you know people like Ming and the Barbarian, who were the faces of fear at the time. Um, so yeah, you know they 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 appeared in the 1996 1997 uh, portions of WCW Nitro. Um, then they show back up in 1998. Uh, they they kind of come in when, I don't know if you guys remember the NWA angle that happened on Raw where um, people like, um, you know, you know the NWA names like the Rock and Roll Express and Jim Cornette, they came back and they, they, they appeared on Monday Night Raw and they faced down Skull and A-Ball. They lost via disqualification on that match. During the time in the company, they actually appeared at WrestleMania 14 in a tag team battle royal, which was won by the Legion of Doom 2000. They also had feuds with the new Midnight Express and had an NWA tag team title match at the WWF pay-per-view Unforgiven. Another factoid that I thought was interesting was, you know, they they are billed as the nine-time NWA tag team champions. But man, if you look at their Wikipedia... Check that thing out. 
they have championship wins just about everywhere you can imagine just go down that list i think it's close to 39 or 40 freaking championships i couldn't believe it these guys have been everywhere they've done everything they've accomplished everything it's pretty amazing yeah so check that out these guys like i said they've been tagging together for 36 years off and on they've had they've had instances where uh one or the other would uh would be absent and they would get temporarily replaced with like a brother or another another guy but you know i really think that uh it's it's amazing what they were able to accomplish uh, in their career and what they're able to actually continue to accomplish if you've seen their stint on aew wrestling uh yeah these guys are like no joke still pretty over with the crowd these guys um, can do crazy stuff in the ring still it's really cool to see these you know see them uh, get out there and you know do what they love doing and you know and not to to take away from it but I feel like that a lot of this has kind of come to them due to the fact that they might have gotten a little bit of a shaft through their, their career. I don't know if they were always paid the best. I don't know if they, you know, are compensated. Like, it's been alleged uh, in previous interviews that, you know, their their appearance, you know, they their matches are on the WWE Network. You can watch them, but guess what? They get no monetary value from that. They don't get paid by the WWE because uh, the way contracts were signed, the way things were done back then, they, those matches, all that stuff, that was all sold to the WWE and they got nothing from it. And so the WWE can capitalize on all that and they don't get a dime. That's sad. That's a sad deal. And maybe that's why these guys are getting uh, the push that they've gotten from all these different companies. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe it's the fact that they are as good as they are at the age that they are. Who knows? So, anyways, enough about them. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about the future of this show and where we're going to go with this. You know, I didn't really see myself uh, starting an NWA podcast. Um, if you would have told me that a year ago, I would have laughed at you. Uh, this show has changed all that. I would like to make this a weekly thing. I'm going to do this as weekly as possible um, as long as there's new content coming out. Uh, I know that... The uh, I've kind of got an idea of what I want to do over the next few episodes. I, I want to go over, uh, you know, list of uh, let's break down the top whatever matches or let's let's talk a little more in depth about, you know, a few characters. And we could do that to stretch this thing out a little bit. Um, definitely when we have uh, the pay-per-view next week, we when we, we have, uh, you know season two start we'll definitely have lots of things to go over we will definitely be doing that so definitely uh if you can subscribe to our show uh make sure you download it yeah, you can find this on tnt wrestling um the 
the podcast there. You just search for TNT Wrestling. You can find us on Twitter under TT Wrestling One. You can find us on YouTube under TNT Wrestling. You can find us on Facebook under TNT Wrestling. All of our videos and podcasts are posted all over those <laughs> networks there. Uh, and then also, if you subscribe to us uh, on any of the podcasting networks, you'll definitely be notified whenever you get, whenever we have new episodes. Uh, right now, we've got this one going on. We've got the TNT, the Monday Night Wars. Uh, definitely check that out if you can. We're having a lot of fun uh, going through every single episode of the Monday Night Wars week by friggin' week. Uh, we're going to make it through. <laughs> you know, we're going to be probably crawling at the end just trying to make it. But, man, uh, it's amazing to have you guys' support on that. So, anyways... Let me know if you guys uh, want to talk about anything else, if there's anything that you want to ask me or if there's anything you'd rather see on the show. Um, definitely throw that at me, and uh, we can make some adjustments. We can see what we can do. Uh, for now, this is going to be an audio-only podcast. Uh, I don't see myself doing this on video uh, right now, but that could change in the future. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So anyways, make sure you like, share, subscribe. And I will see you guys next week. See ya.